very good morning to my brothers and sisters in, in the Lord. It's Tyron here from Podcast Destroy and Deliver. It's the 2nd of the 8th, 2020, and I greet you in the name, above every other name, the name of my beloved Savior, Jesus Christ, my Lord. This morning when I rolled out of bed and I I was wiping the sleep from my eyes, I had a thought that was impregnated in my mind, and it was three words, looking to Jesus. So I've come to my desk this morning, and I've gone to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, and I want us to start there. And it reads, and I quote, Looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So we see the instruction is we must look to Jesus, who is the founder and the perfecter of our faith. And then we see something else thrown in here, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Really? He was nailed to the cross, but yet the writer of Hebrews says the joy that was set before him. You see, the focus must be on our hope. This is something we're going to have to embrace now as we go through this, this podcast, and hopefully it will become clear. Despising the shame, and here's the hope now. Everything the Lord Jesus went through, the Garden of Gethsemane, being nailed to a cruel Roman cross, dying for the sins of the world, having no sin, etc., 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 is now, because of his obedience, seated at the right hand of the throne of God. God has rewarded him and has blessed him. He is God's right-hand man. He is God, but he's God's right-hand man. It's when we focus on anything else that we lose the ability to stay the course. I'll say that again. It's when we focus on anything else that we lose the ability to stay the course. And our default action is self. And all the complicated mishmash we allow to dominate our existence. (coughs) The instruction is crystal. Looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith. It does not read looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, and no, we have nothing to do with God's love. Sure, we love because He first loved us. It's because God initiated a way for sinners to once again approach Him in and through the finished work of the cross. God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son that whoever believeth on him would not perish, but have eternal life. We know that verse so well. John 3, 16. So it's God's love that initiated this action to send Jesus to die in our place. And it's only those who've now believed that and appropriate that and accept that and acknowledge (coughs) his work on Calvary that are now benefactors or benefactors of God's grace. He sent His only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die a cruel Roman death. The one who knew no sin, He never breached a commandment of God. And His life on earth was filled with sinless acts of mercy. Think about that. You know, even the Lord Jesus Himself, He declared this and He made this statement about His life. He said, foxes have holes, birds have nests, 
but the Son of Man has no way to lay his head. Everyone was trying to get a piece of the Lord Jesus when he walked the face of the earth. Try and imagine it. He was so hard pressed. His life was filled with acts of mercy. Praise his name. He took our punishment, making a way for us to eventually find true forgiveness for our sins. He is not only the founder of our faith, the one who brought it into existence. So he's the one who initiated it. Without him, we would have no faith. Our faith will be, would be futile. But because of what he achieved on Calvary, because of what he did for us, the believer, he is now the founder of our faith. So he's, it began with him. So we got saved because of him. Because we are, realized that we were sinners and we needed a savior, we confessed, repented, fell to our knees, cried out to Jesus, and we were born again. It began with him. The danger is now that once it begins with him, we lose focus and we try and now finish it ourselves. So what does it say? He is not only the founder of our faith, the one who brought it into existence, but also the finisher or the perfecter of our faith. Crucial. Started with him and it must end with him. And everything in between must be revolved around him. If it is to end well for us. As for us to benefit from an act of such kindness, we must shift our eyes from our independence back onto the finished work of the cross. Our total dependency must be locked onto His accomplishment and not our own efforts. Let me say that again. Our total dependency must be locked on His accomplishments and not our own efforts. It can be hard to see the wood from the trees in this area of our lives. However, the easy way for us to process this thought and then to action it correctly would be to let God and let go and let God. We must get out of the way. There will always be something in our lives that will have an extremely strong pull to keep us from embracing our Savior with all we have. Lock, stock and barrel. But this is a truth that has to dominate our lives. It must if we are to be about God's will. He will guide our footsteps. And yes, we will at times suffer immense tribulation. We all have to go through a measure of the hurt that our Savior endured. It's these acts of attrition that will teach us so many valuable lessons. It's suffering that will ultimately mold us into the image of our beloved Savior. And the Apostle James instructs us, instructs us to count it all joy when various trials confront us. Why would he say such a thing? Because it's a testing of our faith that produces steadfastness. In other words, dedication to the call that God has placed us on our life. It's through the suffering that we endure that will then uh, fuel our dedication to the will of God in our lives and our commitment to Him. Everything in our lives has a purpose. Ask any saved Christian that has endured a hardship that at the time seemed unthinkable. 
Job a case in point. He lost all his children and possessions on the same day. If that wasn't enough, his health also diminished. He sat in a heap of ash with a broken piece of pottery as his body was filled from head to toe with boils and he scraped away at the boils trying to relieve the pain. An unthinkable trial to, to face and yet through it all he glorified our God and silenced Satan. Wow! He came through it and at the end of it all received a blessing. It's impossible to endure hardship without locking onto our hope, heaven and all that entails. We too will be blessed if and when we make it to heaven. The trial of this age will dwindle into forgetfulness in comparison to what the faithful will, will receive. We must focus on our hope when the trial of life looks to rob us of our victory in Christ. But the only way we will ever achieve this is if we look to Jesus, the author or founder and the finisher or perfecter of our faith. Any other implementation will always come up short. We have to learn this lesson. It doesn't just become part of our lives. And God has chosen the hardships of life to get us there. We must view the trial of life differently if we are to be the benefactors of God's grace. Until then, we will always be clutching at straws and looking for what we what hasn't or what hasn't been promised. The false prophet and teachers proclaims a different message. Wealth and pro prosperity belongs to the Christian. They are more than they are no more than wolves in sheep's clothing, liars, in it for self-gain. So let me say that again. The false prophet and teachers proclaim a different message. Wealth and prosperity belongs to the Christian, is what they say. They are no more than wolves in sheep's clothing, liars, in it for self-gain. We, we will and must face hardships in this life to understand an iota of what it cost our Savior to free us up to serve the great I Am, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, our Heavenly Father. There is no one as privileged as the Christian. We are able now to cry, Abba Father. It's the struggle of life that helps us understand. Praise God for His master plan. Our minds must understand why we have been called to endure hardships and what the purpose of it is. As I end off now, let me leave you with the insight that may help us realign our rudders and trim ourselves to examine our commitment to the truth behind God, God's direction. The love of money is the root of all kind of evil. But the love of Jesus is entwined with truth. And it is this very truth that will be the catalyst that ignites a fire in our bellies, that drives us towards God and not from Him. Do you remember the Jewish man that was captivated by the law, but, have a, but had a driving force in him that kept him from God? Money was his problem. The text even says Jesus loved him. And I quote, Mark 10 verse 21. And Jesus looking at him, loved him, and said to him. So we see the Lord Jesus loving someone, loving us, but in that love, He gives us direction. He gives us instruction. 
It's now what we do with that instruction that really counts. And he said to him, you lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. So, that was getting in the way of him following the Lord. So God, so the Lord Jesus loved him and gave him instruction. Love and truth can never be separated. They go hand in hand. Jesus loved him and gave him the truth. Let me paraphrase what was going on here. This man's love for money, or this man's God was love for money. Jesus exposed it to him, giving him an out to find salvation, and sadly he declined. Although he was a Jewish man captivated by God's law, read the text for yourself, his idol was money. He went away saddened, not following the Lord. There's much we can learn from this. Then after that event happened, his disciples questioned what had just happened. And this is our Savior's retort, a little further down in the chapter. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to, the, to enter the kingdom of God. So in this man's life, it was money. It could be anything else in our lives that are hindering us and keeping us from embracing the total package of our Savior and what He's achieved for us. We must look to Him as the author and the finisher of our faith. Not just the, the author, but the finisher. Not just the one who started it, but the perfecter of our faith. And let us, let us remember to make this our mantra. And this is a verse that's been very dear to me. And I keep coming, keep coming back to it. And the Lord keeps bringing me back to it. So hopefully this will help you. Matthew 6 verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. In other words... Look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Look to Him, embrace Him, treasure Him, value Him. Do not look to yourself, do not look to anything else. Remove anything else that's getting in the way. Look to Him and God will make a way and even our clothing and the roof and our heads and everything that we need, God will provide for us. In every area of our lives, we must look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Whilst we remember that it's our hope that we must focus on, through the trial of life. Let me end off by quoting the verse we opened with. And here it is. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And my prayer now is this, that we may learn this lesson well. Uh, that's it folks thanks again for your time it's values it's treasured without you this podcast wouldn't exist so thank you for it remember i'm praying for you and remember to continue to pray for me i may not know you by name but know this god does and so i'm throwing it so my prayers are going out there and the prayer would go something like this that whoever's committed and listening to this podcast would find the will of god for their lives please pray that the same would happen for me and that we would be all about bringing God glory because nothing else really matters. It's about His will, not our wants. So until we cross paths again, 
I greet you and I love you in the finished work of my beloved Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Signing off, Tyrant.